You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you heading into the weekend. Not a ton of Bachelor Nation news to go over, but we've got some celebrity dating news. The Taylor Swift Ticketmaster story keeps getting worse and worse for us Swifties out here. And I've got your college football coverage for this weekend, a pick for you or two. And I've got a rehab update that uh, for you in regards to my torn Achilles. So we will get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Dame's got the intuitive introductory vibrator, the dip. Whether it's your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Go to dameproducts.com. Use promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order. Also, podcast brought to you by StoryWorth. StoryWorth compiles your loved ones' stories, memories, and even any photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Steve today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Steve to save $10 on your first purchase, storyworth.com slash Steve. And also brought to you by First Leaf Wines. You lo- you know them, you love them. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash reality Steve. So let's get going. Like I said, not a ton of Bachelor stuff to get to. In regards to Zach's filming, they are in the final days. Filming will wrap this weekend in Krabby, Thailand. I don't know who your final two are. We know who the final three are. It is Ariel, it is Katie, and it is Gabriella. Obviously, they're already down to final two. But as we know, they keep the final, whoever got eliminated at final three has to stay in the final location until all of filming is over. So everyone should be back on social media by, I believe, next. Well, I think when you see all the women from Zach's season, I believe the date is the 23rd. I think on Wednesday, you'll see them all go public. And that's the day that that'll happen. Usually Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, after it wraps this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. And obviously it's hit or miss in terms of when I get information in regards to the end of the season. I remember if you go back to Michelle's season, I had Nate as the winner two weeks before her first episode even aired. Last season with Gabby and Rachel, it wasn't until about five weeks into the season airing that I knew that they were both engaged and Rachel was with Tino and Gabby uh, with Eric. So yeah, it varies from season to season. I, I, I just never know when I'm going to get the information that I need and feel confident enough to run with it. So you just got to be patient and we got to see what happens. So kind of take it from there. I mentioned earlier this week in regards to Jesse Palmer, he had put on his Instagram story about hosting or make not hosting, making a quote unquote special appearance for the reality TV awards, which aired on some 
streaming channel or network. I don't even know where it aired, but I know it aired last night. Did anybody see it? Um, we know Jesse is in Thailand, so there's no way he could have actually been at wherever this award ceremony was. But I just was curious if anybody saw it. I didn't see it, didn't hear anything about it. Nobody said anything. The reality TV awards, I can't say, are the most prestigious awards show out there. <laughs> kind of a little behind the Oscars and the Emmys and the Tonys and uh, basically every other award show there is known to mankind. But Jesse promoted that he was going to have a special appearance, whatever that means. And that special appearance, I'm guessing, means a taped segment where he presented an award or maybe accepted an award. I don't know. But he can't possibly be at the award show. He's in Thailand. So there's that. But I was curious if anybody saw it and what happened. Um, Not that this is news. We know that Victoria Fuller and Greg Rippo were dating. They have been dating for the last month. We know they went to Italy. We've shown you the pictures and all that. I told you I had a picture of them. I, I got a, vi- a video of Greg walking uh, Victoria's dog. There's been pictures of them seen. I got another picture last night sent to me um, of them at dinner at Kane Prime Steakhouse in Nashville. Again, not a picture I plan on posting because, I mean, they're dating. There's not there's not like any sort of tea or secret um, going on here. They are dating. They are a couple. Um, we already know what happens on the reunion taping. People that date go out on dates, and they were out on a date last night, so I don't feel the need to just post Greg and and um, Victoria sitting at dinner. I just don't see the point to it. We all know that they're a couple. If this was like the first thing that got out, of course, just like the you know when everything got out in Italy, we were trying to figure out if that was really them. And then once I got the video and the pictures of them, yes, we established they are a couple and they are dating. But everything since then that I've gotten, it's just like, what's the point to post it? It's just two people that are clearly seeing each other. We know they're seeing each other. And they're hanging out in Nashville. So I don't feel the need to post that. I don't think there's really a ton more going on in Bachelor Nation as of right now. Obviously, we know the two-night finale is Monday and Tuesday. We'll finally get to see this reunion play out and see what actually airs versus what doesn't air. And then once that is done on Tuesday, then you will... You won't need to send me Victoria and Greg photos at Kane Prime Steakhouse in Nashville because they'll be posting nonstop, I guarantee it. Once they're allowed to, they are going to be posting and showing everybody that they're a couple and probably you know make jokes about the fact that, oh, this isn't Italy or something along those lines. You know it's coming. But anything else in Bachelor Nation? Look, I saw this story, if you even want to call it a story, and the back and forth between Gabby and Vinny from Dance with the Stars. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Guadagnino? I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Vinny from Jersey Shore. Sending flirty messages back and forth on Instagram. I think it's a friendly banter. I can't imagine that Gabby would be interested in Vinny. First off, doesn't Vinny, isn't he with somebody right now? (laughs) Doesn't he have a girlfriend? And if not, hasn't he just run through so many women in the Jersey Shore world and his dating show, that double shot of love show, like hasn't, I just, I just can't imagine this is the guy that Gabby would be interested in settling down with. It seems to me it's just friendly banter because they're on the same show and they've gotten to know each other over the last eight or nine weeks. I can't imagine that's anything serious. Like I said, first, I think he, I thought he had a girlfriend, but maybe he doesn't anymore. Um, I guess one other thing in regards to them is, I mean, 
this isn't something that I can out publicly in terms of a name, but I know for a fact uh, that Vinny has hit on a couple of Bachelor Nation women and told them how much he was into them in the past. I just, I just think this guy is a full-on playboy, and I, I can't imagine someone like Gabby, fresh off a broken engagement, the next guy she's going to date is Vinny from Jersey Shore. You know, I, I just, I, I don't see it. I think it was just two people would become probably close friends because they spend a lot of time together, whether it's in rehearsal studio or at the show on Monday nights, and they're just, you know, it's almost like a summer camp. Just like f- people become friends on Bachelor and Bachelorette, same thing happens on Dance with the Stars if you last long. Um, they just... I, I didn't I didn't look at the I saw what she wrote, I saw what he wrote. I didn't look at it as anything more than, you know, friendly banter between two people. So hell <laughs> I'd be shocked if this turns into something serious. So I got some celebrity news for you, some celebrity dating news. Now I'm not obviously breaking this news, but I'm sure you've seen over the last couple days that Emily Ratajkowski and Pete Davidson are now seeing each other. Which, <laughs> I mean, you talk about a uh, an A-list list of women Pete Davidson has been with. Uh, can anybody compare to that right now in, in, in Hollywood? My gosh. But here's what I'm going to say, and this is, this is typical. Because we get this a lot. You see this a lot on, on Us Weekly. Us Weekly loves doing timelines of people's relationships. Didn't we just didn't I do a story a week ago about us weekly doing timelines of relationships and and whatever and I can't remember which one it was, but now Emily Ratajkowski for those that don't know, supermodel, gorgeous, she filed for divorce in September of this year. 2 months ago, she filed for divorce from her husband. And just last week it was being reported that she is now dating Pete Davidson. Do you know what story Us Weekly ran as a headline yesterday? It says, Emily Ratajkowski and Pete Davidson's relationship timeline. What? They just became a couple last week, or it was known to be a couple last week. So here's their timeline. It's three points on the timeline. November 2022. Us broke the news that the pair were seeing one another after being introduced by a mutual friend. Pete and Emily have been talking for a couple months now. The insider continued, Pete makes Emily laugh, and he loves how intelligent she is. Next, The next point in their timeline, November 2022, just like the first one, Radikowski seemingly confirmed the romance when she liked a tweet posted by Dionne Warwick that declared, I will be dating Pete Davidson next. And then the third point in the timeline, November 2022. <laughs> All three points in their quote-unquote relationship timeline were all November 2022. Yeah, because they just started, they just got outed as a couple a week ago. But here's the third point. Two days later, the duo were spotted together for the first time at her New York City apartment. In photos obtained by page six, Radikowski gave Davidson a hug before handing him what appeared to be a birthday present as he headed into her building. I, I, this... <laughs> I know people want, I mean, I obviously the name Pete Davidson with any A-list actress just clicking on stories and, and that he is clickbait in and of himself just by someone that he dates. But when it's somebody as popular as Emily, 
E-Rats, or whatever they call her. What's her name? E-Rats, is that what they call her? Of course it's going to get eyeballs, and people are going to be interested in them dating, fresh off of his Kim Kardashian breakup. But do we really need a, hey, here's Emily and Pete's relationship timeline that started, oh, about seven days ago? I mean, come on. What's the next thing you're going to do? Update us on what they had for breakfast? We don't need a relationship timeline on a couple that's been outed for a week. Come on, Us Weekly. Do better. Speaking of doing better, how do you think Ticketmaster's doing nowadays? So we know this was a whole clusterfuck that happened with the pre-sale and all this stuff going on. So many people locked out, not being able to get pre-sale tickets that had been given codes and all that stuff. Well, Ticketmaster today was supposed to be general sale tickets. Go out to the public for Taylor Swift's concert. She's doing 52 concerts in five months, starting in Arizona, in Glendale, Arizona, in March, and it's ending in L.A. with five shows at SoFi Stadium in August. Well, Ticketmaster canceled the general admission sales today because basically they can't handle it. So supposedly here's what's happened. Supposedly on Tuesday and Wednesday, they've already sold 2 million tickets for this tour. Somebody online added up a rough estimate. If you took all 52 dates of the concert and those venues and what they are maxed out to be for a Taylor concert, they said about 2.8 million seats would be available for the 52 U.S. concerts. Well, apparently they've already sold 2 million tickets on Tuesday and Wednesday. So they only have 800,000 left. So it's like, well, one, where are those 800,000 going? Why aren't they going up for general admission? But the biggest thing is, yes, they sold 2 million tickets for Tuesday and Wednesday, but apparently they had 14 million ticket requests. 14 million people were trying to get tickets in the pre-sale and the, uh, the Capital One thing, whatever it was. And this thing is just, you know... It's just a giant mess. It sucks for everybody involved. Like I said yesterday, these prices are three or four times what they were for the Reputation Tour. But if nobody buys them, eventually the people that bought these tickets at face value and got access to them and got them for two, three, four hundred bucks and are trying to sell them for fifteen hundred to two thousand a piece now. Well, if nobody buys them, they're going to have to start lowering their prices because they're not just going to hold on to something and. These people aren't buying it to go to the concert because they're not Taylor Swift fans. They're brokers trying to make money. So I think the idea is just hold out. If you don't have tickets, just hold out. There's no need to buy any right now. I might, but just so I have some, but I think you just need to wait because first off, she's going to say something about this. I know people are upset that she hasn't come out and said anything yet. But the bottom line is we have no idea what her contractual agreements are with Ticketmaster. Nobody knows this outside of her legal team. So the average person saying, oh, Taylor could have stopped all this. You don't know that. You're saying that because you think she should. You don't know that because you don't know what her contract is with Ticketmaster. So we just have to wait and see. I I highly doubt that she's going to remain silent for five months and her tour is going to start and it's just going to be a free-for-all of whoever just decided to pay a ridiculous amount for tickets. I think something will be addressed at some point, but 
what happens and how it's going to happen, I don't think anybody really knows because the average person has no clue about what her contractual situation is with these venues and with Ticketmaster. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But if you're interested in buying tickets, I would just hold off. First show isn't, like I said, until March in Glendale, Arizona. That's five months away, and I'm guessing things will come down before then. If not, then you're basically going to have to pay an arm and a leg for tickets, and it's going to be really interesting to see you know, how it goes. And I mean, look, she's going to sell out every show. I don't even care if the tickets are three or four times. There's going to be people that buy tickets and every show is going to be sold out. And this tour is going to be the highest grossing tour of 2023. Just like reputation was the highest grossing tour of 2018. It just is. She's top five artist in, in all the United States. And when she hasn't toured in five years and everyone was dying to see her and then the pandemic hit, she was supposed to do the lover tour in 2020, the pandemic hit. She postponed it to 2021, had to postpone it again. Cause that's when Delta took off. Then obviously she didn't have a uh, tour this year because she was working on the midnights album. It is going to be the biggest tour of 2023 and it's not even going to be close. So hang in there. Um, I'm, I'm sure there will be an ability to get tickets. It's just, like I said, it's going to be how much are you willing to pay? Nothing is sold out. Everything has the ability to purchase tickets to because somebody is always putting tickets up on one of the ticket broker sites, whether it's StubHub, whether it's Ticketmaster, whether it's SeatGeek, whatever. Somebody's willing to sell tickets, but you're at their mercy because they have the tickets and you don't. So we'll see what happens. College football this weekend. Um, there's a couple games that I like. They're not part of the big games or any ranked ranked versus ranked or anything like that, but these are two games that stuck out to me. I really like Kansas at home getting nine and a half against Texas. I just have seen Texas lay an egg too many times, almost a double digit road favorite against a team that frankly I think is just as good of them. Last year, Kansas beat Texas and Kansas was horrible last year and they beat Texas in Texas. Texas is coming off an embarrassing home performance against TCU. You might say that, oh, they're pissed off. Look, Texas is headed to some mediocre bowl now. They've got four losses. They are what they're what six and four, I think. Like they're not going anywhere. Their season ended when TCU beat them seventeen ten last week. They had a chance, an outside chance, to get to the Big Twelve Championship. I think there is still a roundabout way they could, but so many things would have to fall in their favor. Um, and Kansas is one of the best teams against the spread in all of college football this year. I believe they've only had two losses against the spread. I think they're seven two and one, and getting almost double digits at home against a Texas team that is so hot and cold? Give me the points. I'll take Kansas plus the nine and a half. The other one that is just, this is the biggest head scratcher maybe in on the whole card this weekend and might be the biggest head scratcher on any card in the last three or four weeks or maybe all season. And you're going to be like, Steve, I'm not touching that game. Well, I'm just telling you there's value here. The University of Connecticut, UConn, who qualified for a bowl last year, probably the biggest turnaround in all his college football this season. And their their over under win total in Vegas before the season was one and a half. They're six and four. Anyway, not only are they six and four, they have the best record against the spread this season. I believe they're eight and two against the spread. No team in college football has eight wins against the spread. UConn does. 
They're playing at Army on Saturday. Army has beaten one, count them, one FBS team in college football this year, yet somehow Army is a 10-point home favorite against the best team in college football against the spread this year, who's got six wins already, has qualified for a bowl. I, I mean, the line is so bizarre that it does scare me that I'm like, what am I missing here? An 8-2 and two team, Army's beaten one FBS team all season, and now they're double-digit favorites at home. Your guess is as good as mine, but I don't care. I'm taking the points. I, I like UConn. You can't go – I'm just not going against a team that's the best covering team in college football this year. So there you go. And lastly, um, I had a meeting with my doctor – a meeting – an appointment with my doctor yesterday – and, man, sad news. He wants me off the scooter. Now, you may be like, Steve, that's good news. <laughs> it's really weird. This thing has been part of my life every day since August. And I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed, like, being one with my scooter. And he just wants me walking. I can walk on the boot. I have him walking on the boot. Like, I'll take my scooter to my car put the scooter in the back seat and and then wherever I need to go, as long as there's not a ton of walking, I've just been walking after I got out of my car. But now they don't want me. They don't want me scooting anywhere. They want me to start building up my leg strength in my left leg. And, and that's, you know, by walking in with my boot on and man, I'm certainly not getting rid of it. Obviously, if anybody I know ends, ends, ends up getting the same injury, I would let them have it and, you know, borrow it. God forbid it ever happened to me and my other Achilles or whatever. I would obviously have it. And, you know, I bought it, so I'm not going to just throw it away. But, man, yeah, it does feel a little weird that I don't need my scooter anymore and they don't want me using my scooter anymore. And, you know, shed a tear for me today, please, would you? Because, man, just kind of sucks. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. I doubt I'm going to hear what happens in Zach's filming over the weekend. But, hey, you never know. Weirder things have happened. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I, I appreciate it. Have a great weekend, everyone. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you!